When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're, we're talking T. Higgins. We're talking Aaron Rodgers. We're talking uh, Javante Williams, Justin Fields, Leonard Fournette, and more. We're taking phone calls. We're doing it all live like we do every single Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern. So buckle up. Get ready. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. From the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show live. Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, everybody? My name is Smitty. You're watching The Fantasy Football Show, and we've got a big dose of a whole lot of different topics coming at you as we break down the Aaron Rodgers situation, which, you know, we're, we're, we're still talking a lot about some of the same stuff, but today we had we have a little bit more news uh, kind of floating around. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Leonard Fournette getting released. We're going to talk about all of that and more. The Fantasy Football Show is just getting started, boys. Let's hit the news desk. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. Let's talk about T, our little T Higgins. Um, and, and this this is kind of a nice little story. Um, I don't know if I have my T Higgins graphic on screen or not. Uh, let me see. Basically, uh, they were talking to, uh, let's see, where is my T Higgins graphic? Let me screenshot it because it, it's important. Um, and we'll, we'll put it right on screen here. But T Higgins not getting traded according to the Cincinnati Bengals and, and director of personnel, Duke, uh, Tobin, I believe is his name. Duke Tobin, right? Director of personnel. I think that's, yeah, that's Duke. Duke made a couple different comments that were a little snarky and it didn't feel like he was posturing. It wasn't any sort of like let's vault the 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 value up of this this guy T Higgins. It went a little something like this. Okay, let let me recreate it for you with my megaphone. So it was like, yeah, this is Bob uh, from the uh, Take a Lap Times. Are you trading T Higgins because uh, news wires everywhere that have no legitimacy whatsoever keep talking about it, and uh, we're pretty sure this rumor it's on the internet. It's on the internet, Duke. So we're pretty sure it's accurate. Are you trading T. Higgins, and if so, when? Uh, the answer to that question is as follows. And vo- said voice used by Duke. Duke says, uh, trading T. Higgins is not on our mind. He also added a little ridiculous right now, and that it's not his problem. Uh, paraphrasing the list, this last part, which is not here. Actually, I can, I can, I can read it here. He said, uh, he said also said this little snarky remark. He said, I'm not in the business of making other teams better. <laughs> uh, you want a great receiver? Go find your own. So, he ain't playing around. This guy's not ready to play ring around the rosy with his players. This guy's keeping them nice and tight and snug in Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow. How's he going to burrow you without two of his weapons or one of his weapons? People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed. Also, very important, uh, I think, draft note in NFL, you know, scouting and, and player and rookie note right here 
is that we don't want another wide receiver like Jackson Smith and Jigba or Quentin Johnston or even Zay Flowers really landing in this spot. If we do for a Burrow fan, okay, because if Burrow got him, unbelievable. We're all Joe Burrow fans, are we not? All of us are all of us are Joe Burrow fans. Let's not get it twisted, okay? But if we want Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow and T. Higgins to do their usual stuff, we don't want some third wheel getting in the way of that relationship because then maybe Chase goes down, maybe T. Higgins goes down. Yeah, Joe Burrow goes up, but Joe Burrow's got enough footballs to throw around. He doesn't necessarily need this injected rookie. So if T. Higgins was traded, like everybody seems to want to happen, the whole fantasy world and the NFL news world wants to will this thing to happen, but Duke shut it down. Duke ain't playing no games. But if, if it were to happen... I'm glad it's not. Then we have this potential void. Not only do we not want Burrow without T. Higgins, his little T. Higgins, but we don't want some other controversial uh, number one landing on the spot. And then you got a Jamison Williams St. Brown problem. So we're pretty okay with where we are with our cigar smoking to the moon. To the moon, Joseph Burrow situation. Back to other topics because this is a non-topic now that duke has taken care of business am i right uh who's in the building here first today in the building was non-interesting name travis rose in the building swaggy true penguin in the house joseph we're back we're back little baby t higgins number one fantasy show on youtube i can send that comment to the moon joseph to the moon i'm pretty sure that's uh the the most accurate thing i've heard all day that is facts on to the Aaron Rodgers saga. And when I say saga, I mean Aaron Rodgers saga. Okay, let's just put it that way. This guy Aaron Rodgers is is a is a gem. Okay, let me start off by saying that. I love little Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Um, we love little T. Higgins. We love little Aaron Rodgers. And anything I say negative about uh, negative about Aaron Rodgers in the next couple minutes, it gets a freebie, a pass. Um you know, no, no, no pressure or or whatever on Aaron Rodgers. I love Aaron Rodgers, but he has been dancing around. He does so every single off season. His right to do. He's been playing long enough. So let me let me defend him real quick and say this: All you people that get so mad about Aaron Rodgers and that he's dr- full of drama and that all he wants is attention, you're the ones seeking the attention. You're the ones watching the videos. I'm the ones reporting on it. I'm the ones clamoring over a new Aaron Rodgers piece of news. Where's my football? I don't know why I need my football right now, but you're the ones that that, that request this type of content. I don't blame you because I love producing it. Okay, it's not about clickbait. It's not about just running a fake story. This is all interesting stuff. Drama is why we're here. What are you going to do? If, if you were just into the scores and the, the the numbers, you would just, at the end of the week, go check out the scores, see if you won. You enjoy the drama, okay? You were born into it, molded by it. And, and this guy, Aaron Rodgers, all he's doing is playing a very lengthy career. And at the end of this career, we should be so lucky to still have an option to play. He's one of the only players in the National Football League, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, that have the luxury of playing such a long career that of course they're going to have questions walking into each and every season. So let's calm down on, oh, Aaron Rodgers just wants attention again. He does this every offseason. He does do it every offseason, but the difference between my stance and your stance is he's not doing it to piss people off. 
He's not doing it to piss people off. He's not doing it for attention. He's doing it because he's played so long. Look at the gray hairs in his beard. He's been playing so long, he's a dinosaur. Of course he's going to contemplate whether he wants to come back year over year over year. And it's going to happen again next year. It's going to happen again next year. If he, if he does so happen to play more years and do the old Tom Brady routine. Okay, but don't get on his case about it. Act like he's a drama queen and and watch it and then probe into his life. He doesn't ask anybody to probe into what he's doing. He told Pat McAfee, I'm going on a darkness retreat. That's all he said. One time, one time, what does everybody do? Probe, 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 including me because it's fun and I enjoy it and I'm not complaining about it. I love it. But everybody starts complaining. He's doing the darkness retreat because he wants... All you people that are nitpicking at Aaron Rodgers and his life and how he chooses to come back or not come back after he's gifted you so much NFL and fantasy football goodness, you're selfish and you should take a lap. On to more of a negative, you know, or or conversation. Like, again, nothing against A-Rob, but he's going to do this every year. He's going to do this every year, whether it's his right to, whether you should be mad at him for it, whether you should enjoy it. And so if you're the Green Bay Packers, you're absolutely crazy if you go down this road with Aaron Rodgers because you have a guy in Jordan Love you need to make a decision on and you need to make it now. You don't make it next offseason. You make it right now when you you could acquire draft capital, start prepping at the combine, watching these players before the draft capital goes up because guess what? I can tell you one thing with certainty, and this is in the NFL, and this is in fantasy football. Draft picks always increase in value as you start to put names in place of those draft picks. You start looking at the one pick. Right now, the one pick looks like the one pick. You like it? It's worth a lot. In fantasy football, it's worth a lot. Hold on a second. We got Tristan, Tristan calling in, who's an Instagram... Tristan, Tristan. Yeah, Tristan. Uh, I, yeah, we're in the middle of news, but um, go go ahead and ask a question because you're an IG subscriber. You 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 get the road, bro. But we're gonna do a quick twenty second oh, question. No, 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 Smitty. Finish what you were saying. I kind of had some off the wall topics I want to discuss. So, are you sure you want me to go ahead? Well, this no. You got twenty seconds, and then you can hang tight. And then if you want to stay on mute. Oh, okay. You, okay. You, you, you okay. can hang. Right. You can I'll hang through my news, and then I'll jump right back to you. So, get, get twenty seconds. What's on your mind, real quickly? If it's relating to this stuff, if okay. it's not, hang tight. All right, I'll pick one thing. So, one thing I haven't heard you talk about a lot is, is Kyle Trask. So, do you do you feel he has a chance to be relevant, or like you're you're just kind of are you just kind of writing him off and assuming the Bucks are going to have someone else starting? In Kyle Trask is def- his defense. I, I was, I feel the same way about Kyle Trask as I did Jordan Love last year. Ah, uh, okay, okay, so that's interesting. It's evolved, right? Like, but, but the reason right. it's ev- the reason it's evolved for me, and just being honest, is because if let's say Aaron Rodgers left last offseason, I think Jordan Love uh-huh. wouldn't have done well because he didn't have developed wide receivers. Aaron Rodgers put him on a fast track. He right. took these guys to to you know uh, he tutored them. You know this is like this is like yeah. took them to summer school, took them to extracurricular activity. This, they, Aaron Rodgers well versed these uh-huh. these wide receivers. And Jordan Love can't fast-track Christian Watson. Jordan Love can't do what Aaron Rodgers did. He grew these young men into into monsters. And and I shouldn't say monsters. It's it's Christian Watson is the monster and then some other good talent that's developing. But now I think Jordan Love can be handed this unit and uh, uh, pause. (laughs) Pause. Jordan Love can be handed this club. Pause. 
<laughs> Jordan Love can be put in this situation, okay, and do very, very well. Very well. And I think Christian Watson, nothing nothing happens to Christian Watson in a negative sense. Because guess what? Aaron Rodgers, as good as he is, he might be dropping off slightly each year. And so, you know, maybe Jordan Love can can meet him in terms of a talent level at this point. Maybe Aaron Rodgers, at the end of the day, you want him more for the winning factor. Um, and I know some will say that Aaron Rodgers doesn't win the playoffs and all. I get it. But, but... I'm okay with Watson, bro. I'm okay with Watson with Jordan Love. I'm okay, obviously, with Watson with with uh, Aaron Rodgers. But here's the thing. I'm more willing to gamble on Watson having potentially this longer-term quarterback in love than having one more year, one more like final off-into-the-sunset moment with Aaron Rodgers. And then what happens next year? So give me the yeah. maybe lesser Jordan Love this season with the upside that, that Watson's going to be taken care of, you know, for the next 10 years. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I like, the way the Jordan, I like the way the Jordan Love narrative is swinging. It's just recent. Like, I took him in a, in, in a startup, and the talk about him now, it makes me feel a lot better. And I, I think he's got, you know, potential to be a relatively consistent starting quarterback. Yeah, and I'm I'm I'm, op- I'm open minded to it. I don't want anybody to think I'm a Jordan Love truther or anything. I'm just I was not open minded to it last year, and I think he would have failed, or he would have had a bad year, and then maybe this year he could have potentially Watson could have matured on his own or with the help of Love, but he wouldn't have been fast tracked. Like Watson's like it's like Watson grew three years. It's like Watson's entering his third or fourth uh-huh. year physically and mentally because of this man right here. And if anybody wants to pretend, oh, Aaron Rodgers isn't that good, then you you haven't been watching this man's whole career because he takes one wide receiver after the other. And while it's normally not a rookie, Bob, I know keyboard warrior Bob out there is starting to, angry Angus is typing on the keyboard right now going, he never does good with rookies, Smitty, you're wrong. He doesn't do good with rookies because he doesn't need to. He always has a number one elite top five, top seven wide receiver in place that he created. So if a rookie comes in, they get slow tracked because you don't need to. But Aaron Rodgers fast tracks anybody that is ready and in position. Normally not a rookie doesn't mean it can't be a rookie. And he proved that with Christian Watson. So Christian Watson will be fine. I'm not 100% sold on Jordan Love. I'm very intrigued by Jordan Love. Intrigued enough, I'm willing to take the gamble that Watson will be set up for 10 years or five years or whatever long Jordan Love stays, you know, if they, they ink him to a big, long extension. But I'm telling you right now, unless they do this, the Green Bay Packers are setting themselves up for a debacle, a disaster. Lo- like, maybe they're not logical, but to they it should be logical to them. It should be logic. Okay, are you going to win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers? Probably not. Probably not. Could you? That's so funny. (laughs) I suppose you could, but I I, I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't bet on it. I'd say you'd be hard-pressed. You'd be hard-pressed to make the NFC Championship game. Very hard-pressed to make it. And you could make it. You could make it. But could you make it with Jordan Love? I'm not saying you can but if the Green Bay Packers believe the, the stuff they're spitting out, and maybe it's posturing to get Aaron Rodgers to speed along his discussion with them because they want to they want to know now. Um, if they believe in the, we're uh, infatuated with Jordan Love, uh, GM saying we're ready to go and roll with Jordan Love, we're very confident in Jordan Love. Some of it could just be posturing and all that. But if they feel very confident about it, then why not take the gamble and see what you got? Guess, guess, guess what team has had two quarterbacks since 1990, 
91, I think, or 99, 92, the Green Bay Packers. Right. It's been, some yeah. of you haven't even, weren't even alive. When were you born, Tristan? What? Oh, man, 1998. 1998. Brett Favre was like in his, I don't know, fourth or fifth year or something like that in 1998, bro. Like, there, we, had, yeah. we had Walkmans back then. And and and, and 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 everyone's talking about how you know Jordan Love might not be it. I'm not gonna say he's not it. This team knows how to to roll with two quarterbacks since 1990. What's what the year? Somebody get the year for me. I think it's 1991 or 1992. Yeah, that's it's crazy. That's crazy. Two that's quarterbacks. Do you know how many teams like clamor for one quarterback for just two or three or four years? Like, you know, like I'd love to have the same quarterback for two yeah. or three years. Th this team's had it since the early 90s, two quarterbacks. It's unbelievable. Yeah, but the time is, the, the rain needs to end. And they need to see if they've got the next 15-year quarterback. They may not, but they need to check it out because guess what? They lose him. They're going to lose. They don't have a chance to give him a, a yeah. contract. He's not going to be worth extending or, or doing anything with. And so you got to, if you keep Aaron Rodgers, you're trading away Jordan Love. If you're tra if if you're keeping Jordan Love, you're trading away Aaron Rodgers. It's one or the other, and my my right. sense right now around the league, and I've got a lot of sources, some 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 bigger than others in different you know with different clubs. Okay, like I have some I have some teams where I really don't have any in, really deep inside information at all, and some clubs I have like people that are you know whether it's it's two or three really hardcore you know biggest fan pages and news sources around whether it's a beat writer that i know whether it's a, a person that lives right next to the stadium i have text message stri strings with all sorts of people in every single facet of every single scenario right and and like i said some of them are stronger than others my green bay connections are pretty darn good and the sense i get right now and i don't have any insider information i'm just saying the vibe i get by listening to all these different outlets and people that I know that are very connected. When you start seeing very similar patterns, I'm a very pattern recognition guy. And, and I'm I'm really feeling the sense that, not that this can't be solved. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers doesn't announce he's coming back to the Green Bay Packers. That could happen tonight. That could happen tomorrow. Because really, it sounds like the Green Bay Packers are... The Green Bay Packers are allowing, from what I'm hearing, Aaron Rodgers to make this decision. Okay, so that's why... I'm not ready or comfortable saying it's going one way or the other for sure yet. I don't have a source that's making me say, state that. And anybody that says Aaron Rodgers are here staying, they don't know what they're talking about. Aaron Rodgers is for sure going. They don't know what they're talking about. It's in limbo because everything I'm hearing, it is in Aaron Rodgers' hands whether he wants to go this way or this way. But here's the, the new sense that I'm getting, the vibe I'm picking up from the people that I know that are connected or more connected than I am to this situation. It's not going to take that long for this to flip in the other direction to where the Green Bay right. Packers tell him we're going to go ahead and move on. Like they're they're uh, they are tired of waiting on this situation. They they wait because it's Aaron Rodgers. They wait because winning a Super Bowl is massive influx of cash. Winning a Super Bowl is a nice pull for new players. But the problem is they win a Super Bowl and Aaron Rodgers walks away. There's no longer any attractive components to this right. team other than Christian Watson, that are going to lure anybody in. The The benefits of keeping A-Rod are very small because they have to win a championship, which they haven't been able to do lately. They're very, very much, you know, in a over-the-cap situation that they've, I think they're still a million or 
five million to five million over the cap. They restructured some people to get under the cap. We thought maybe that was an indication that the team was was ready to bring Aaron Rodgers back, right? But this is all about getting under the cap, not just about Aaron Rodgers. And so if they trade away Aaron Rodgers and they do it on June one or later versus before June one, they get to spread out the forty million dollar hit over the course of multiple seasons. Whereas if they trade Aaron Rodgers before June 1, they're taking a massive hit in this first year and, and taking their lumps early. So it's tough to know. That makes an Aaron Rodgers trade very complicated because of his contract and the way it's written up. If, let's say, he's going to go to the Raiders, they might tell the Raiders, we'll trade you Aaron Rodgers, but we're not trading him to you until June 1. And that's going to be crazy because they got to wait until June 1. So we don't know. Or they could want to take their lumps and say, you know what? We're kind of in a rebuild mode. Uh, we're not winning a championship with Jordan Love, but we can develop Jordan Love. And we'll go ahead and trade Aaron Rodgers. We'll take the hit. So be it. But but bottom line is I'm getting the vibe that is still in control. Aaron Rodgers is still in control, but I think that window is closing. And he's going to be told, you're, you know, we're going to trade you where do you want to go if he doesn't start, you know, making a decision. Why? Because they're at the combine. So I truly believe we will be at a point where in the next, like, Three days, maybe sooner, where maybe we hear what's going on. Because it's only fair. He said he was going to let the team know before free agency start, started on, on, on March 15. But the Green Bay Packers are evaluating players. The Green Bay Packers are having conversations. And, and the Combine is a big opportunity to, to potentially kickstart a lot of stuff. And, and I, you know, I, I think that, you know, while they can't have any negotiation or, you know, tampering and all that, but uh, it, it's, it's definitely one of those situations where I really feel like Aaron Rodgers is pushing his luck and he deserves to do that. Like I said, oh, in my, he absolutely, he absolutely is. It's, I've never seen the entire, you know, it's, it's like the whole NFL community and fan base and teams and managers and owners are all on hold for this one guy. I've, ne- I've never seen anything like it. I mean, you know, I've obviously, like we said, I was born in 98, so I haven't been along, been a lot, you know, young pup. Long, but young pup. Like that. Young pup. Look at you. Look at you, born in 1998. Uh, well, yeah. Like I said, you never seen anything like it. Not that the, you know. I'm not, yeah. No. No. I'm not. I'm not ripping on. I'm just saying, like, must be nice, bro. You know, you all those TikTok, the TikTok filters out there, putting yourself back into your teenage years, doesn't even work on you, bro. You 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 stand in front of it, and it doesn't even change your face. Um, you're lucky. You got you got your whole life to live, Tristan, and hopefully. I, I mean this with the sincerity in my heart, bro. I hope to God. I don't mean this. I don't, I don't, I'm not wishing you a short life. This this statement is a long, healthy life. I hope that you only see one more Green Bay quarterback in your lifetime. That's what. That's what I hope. I hope. I hope. Green, I hope Jordan Love plays for 40, 50 more years, bro. I hope that. that you, I hope that they don't have musical chairs at the quarterback position. Or I should say, let's let's be realistic. Let's say you get. Two more Green Bay quarterbacks in your lifetime, okay? Two more. Let's just say, let's put it that way. That'll, that'll give you a nice, long, healthy, realistic life. Um, right. <laughs> I'm. I may see one. I'm. Jordan Love might outplay my years on this earth. I mean, this is this is crazy how Green Bay works. 1990. What was it? 1991. It was Brett Favre and then and and Aaron Rodgers since 1991 and 1992, something like that. Absolute madness, bro. All right, hang tight. Just put yourself on mute if you don't mind. And uh, okay. and, and then anybody else wants to call in after the news, we'll, we'll do a little panel. We'll go back no, and forth. No Kyle Trask, though. Oh, so, yeah, your question. 
Uh, I get a little long-winded. I'd say Kyle Trask. No, 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 no. But you, you basically answered. You said you feel like you feel about I'm not him there. You felt about Jordan Love. Yeah, I wasn't so there on I, Jordan Love last year until I saw some things or the team developed. Now, the interesting thing, the interesting part about my comment there is that the Bucks have two wide receivers that are fully ready, whereas the Green Bay Packers didn't. So my reasoning is a little different too. But Trask, I just I need to see some progress on the field before I'm gonna tie my name and reputation and predictions to him. So like I if I'm guessing, I'm gonna say I'm gonna sit back and see what other people do when they invest in him. <laughs> like uh, you want to take him as a, a, a backup quarterback or a second quarterback in a super flex league. I'm gonna watch with with open eyes, very, very interested. Maybe I get on board <laughs> at some point. Um you know he did have a nice college you know, he has some good stats that, that, that were pretty impressive. Low interceptions. You got to, to learn under Tom Brady. Um, maybe he ends up being... Right, keep, keep, keep in mind, uh, I was in the fantasy industry professionally. This is how how long I've been here. Um, when Aaron Rodgers took over, I was producing content from a fantasy football professional. I've been from, the you know, my thefantasyfootballshow.com. It was a different name back then. I've The name switched. Uh but I've been producing content. I was on CBS and NBC Sports Radio when this whole situation took place. And 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 there was talk about Aaron Rodgers. We were all very, the whole industry, everybody on planet Earth, very skeptical that we'd see somebody that could emerge, that could not only fill Brett Favre's shoes, but that would become better than Brett Favre. It was just, it was just unlikely. You know what I mean? So even I had my questions and doubts about Aaron Rodgers when he, you know, like, look, this guy, then he got hurt right away, you know, and, 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 uh, and so there was like, this guy can't, maybe, maybe he can't stay healthy, you know, maybe he can't stay healthy and he's got to fill Brett Favre's shoes. Like, give me a break. So Kyle Trask, it's very easy to be like, ha ha, like this guy's going to come in and look better than old Tom Brady. Maybe he does. I'm not saying he's better than Tom Brady. I'm not saying like that, but maybe he looks better than aging, decrepit Tom Brady that just retired that everybody says lost it. He couldn't throw the football 50 yards down the field. Maybe Trask comes in and actually makes this offense look good. I don't know. I'm going to wait and see. All right, mute yourself real quick, and i got to get through the rest of this news. Okay, sorry. Thanks, Mitty. No, you're fine. All right, so uh, Green Bay Packers, um, where, where's my other piece of Aaron Rodgers news? It is uh, right here. Hold on. Where is that at? Okay, here it is. So earlier we had Jeff Darlington um, drop this, and we did a live stream on it. So this is kind of recapping the earlier Aaron Rodgers news that says the situation between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, both publicly and privately, is feeling more like two sides trying to navigate the perceptions of a breakup rather than two sides trying to find out a way to continue forward together. Very interesting two weeks ahead. And 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 this is the the feeling that I'm getting. Remember I said I, I feel like I not only am I reading things from, from really uh, – reputable even though he's been way off on some things and you know they ask him opinions on certain segments that he does and in interviews that he does so like he is injecting opinions sometimes kind of like Adam Schefter sometimes Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington and these guys they want so badly to be in the talking head space I'm a talking head you know I, I think I provide news better than anybody I, I'm not trying to be arrogant about that but I go live with anybody w- before anybody goes live I'm I'm on the I'm on on call I'm 365. I'm 24 seven. I don't just wait till the morning to break news. I'm 24 seven. That means if it's 7 a.m. and I haven't even slept yet, and news breaks, I don't get to sleep until later. Um, I have weird sleeping hours. Sometimes I sleep three or four hours. 
Um, I'm I'm year round, and so but I'm a talking head essentially that has a big opinion on a lot of different things. And these guys that are factual based reporters like Jeff Darlington, uh, Ian Rappaport, uh, 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 Adam Schefter, they want to be talking heads so bad because those are the fun guys. They're tired of being the the pencil pouch, you know, guys that just report the news. Although that's cool, and everybody respects, you know, respected Adam Schefter more than anybody in the industry for the longest time. But he started blurring the lines between opinion and fact, and he doesn't really emphasize when he's talking one over the other sometimes. And so he gets himself in trouble in the eyes of the uh, news world in the fantasy football and NFL consumption space because people end up saying, "Look at this guy." And he's not very good at predicting things. He's very he's very knowledgeable, and, he, and he's got sources that no one else has. Him and Ian Rappaport, they're going to hear stuff before anybody. Most of the news that I break on here and break down is being reported by Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter, but I'm giving you my spin. That's why you're here. So I feel like, uh, I feel like uh, you know, it, it's, it's this, this right here from Darlington. He's been wrong before. He does inject his opinion. He doesn't really clarify when it's opinion or something that he's hearing very, very closely related to the situation. But this matches everything that I'm feeling, everything that I'm hearing. And so it does, like I said, the window's closing for Aaron Rodgers to control the situation. They're only going to wait so long. They haven't given him a deadline. That's been very, very clear and outlined. But I believe their interest in letting him decide everything is starting to to dwindle, the, the idea of that. So we may we may just see um, the Packers. I don't think they're gonna they're gonna disrespect Aaron Rodgers and come out and announce that they're moving on before. Aaron, but I think they could privately be like, "Look, Aaron, um, why don't you give us a call?" <laughs> you know, it'd be one of those like you're getting fired moments. Why don't you come into my office and close the door? Um, Terry Roberts dropping a super chat. Uh, Far versus A Rod, both are Hall of Famers, Smitty. You pick. I'm going to pick Aaron Rodgers. I love Brett Favre. I watch both of them play. Unlike some of the people, like the guy on hold right here, Tristan. He he just heard stories of of uh, Favre when he was older, right? Right, Tristan. Tristan. Tristan's <laughs> yeah, not, man. I, well, he's, he's not even muted. One of the first people that I really liked, but then he did all that nonsense, and people don't really like him all that much. So. Uh, hold on. We got Shardell. Shardell, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. I'm in the middle of news. I want you to hang out. I don't want you to hang up. But get, you got 20 seconds to tell me what's on your mind, then I want you to go back on mute until I'm done with the news real quick. Hey, Smitty, so uh, what are your thoughts on um, Aaron Rodgers going to the to the 49ers to team up with uh, Trey Lance and Brock Purdy? <laughs> let, let me just, uh, Shardell, that's cute, bro. <laughs> Shardell, that's cute, bro. Uh, oh, you're you're serious. Shardell, let me, let me break this down. First of all, I appreciate you calling in, and I love you, pal. But there's zero chance that the Niners are getting a Derek Carr, let alone an Aaron Rodgers. Zero. You know why? Because no quarterback wants to go into a situation where there's other starting quarterbacks. It, there's, it makes no sense. They would literally have to have uh, like Purdy news that he's out for the entire season. And if Purdy's out for the entire season, they go into his elbow. He's, Purdy's heading to Arizona to get to get a, like a look at his elbow to see if when they can have the surgery because there's been extra swelling. So let's say they go in and they, they Purdy's not going to be ready at all in 2023. That news comes in, and let's say they decide to trade away Trey Lance, okay, to get draft capital. 
that is when an Aaron Rodgers would accept a trade because guess what? Aaron Rodgers has to accept the trade. Otherwise, he could just retire. He has some control here because he's at the end of his career. Aaron Rodgers wants nothing to do with a competitive situation. So, Because listen to what you just said. Go over and pair up and team up. What do you say team up with? Team up with Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. You didn't even say go over and start for the Niners and sit these two children on the bench so he could take over. You said team up. That's the problem. No one's going to team up. And, and the, the funnier thing, and Chardell, I love you, pal. I'm not mad at you. Um, the funny thing is when, when Niner fans say, why don't we bring in Derek Carr to back up uh, Purdy or be there for the beginning of the year? Do you think Derek Carr, who's got the world by the balls right now, he could go wherever he wants. He's going to get over 100 probably $140 million guaranteed. 120 to 140 million dollars guaranteed is probably what he's going to get. I imagine he's going to get 35 million a year. And when I tell Niner fans that, and I love my Niner fans, but they're just so optimistic about, you know, everybody wants to go to the Niners. We should get everybody. We should bring everybody. We should get him. We should get him. Niner fans say, "Oh, he's not he's not worth 35 million dollars. He's not going to get 35 million." Yeah, he is. He's the number 1 quarterback in free agency right now in the National Football League. Aaron Rodgers is not a free agent. He has to be traded. Lamar is not a free agent. He has to be traded. Derek Carr is the most attractive free agent quarterback by a landslide. And he's not going to sniff any kind of competition-related situation. Because look what he just came out of. Absolute trash hole, disaster of a situation. So the last thing he wants is complexity. And not to mention, Shardell, would you are you guys going to actually, in terms of the Aaron Rodgers... Pay a quarterback sixty million dollars for next for this coming season. I mean, I'm not gonna pay a quarterback that much money. I mean, like it's gonna be strange if you know if we get him. I mean, we're not gonna get him because that, uh, that's hypothetical. But you know, in the NFL, people are making all these hypothetical uh, moves that we're gonna get Martin Mariota, we're gonna get this quarterback, we're gonna have to get that quarterback. I mean, you need to understand about like what goes into getting somebody like you know Rodgers or Mariota. Look, look, do I do I think you win a championship with Aaron Rodgers? I do. And, and so for that reason, I'm on board with you, but not in the way that you worded it and not in the way that it actually would go down because they're not getting rid of Brock Purdy. And as of this moment, Brock Purdy still could have a shot to play by like the second month into the season is what my guess would be. And so Aaron Rodgers, nobody wants to go into that environment, especially Derek Carr, who's choosing his final home He's he's able to get over a hundred million in guaranteed money, thirty-five million dollars a year. He's gonna choose the best fit for him, and it's not that. It's not that. And Aaron Rodgers, you'd have to pay Aaron Rodgers sixty million dollars to if you, if you were to acquire him. That's what you'd owe him this year, sixty million dollars, and the complexity of the fact that if you trade for him, there's a there's a potential the Green Bay Packers say we're only trading him on June one. What's Shanahan going to do? Wait until June one to get Aaron Rodgers onto the field and into the into the clubhouse, you know? So, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Shardell, you're Shardell, you're really faint, bro. I can barely hear you, pal. Can you hear me now? No. <laughs> you're about as cool. Okay, thank you, Shardell. I appreciate you. I just want you to know that. Okay. 
All right, Shardell's going to call back. We're, we're going to go on with the news real quick, quickly, and I'll, I'll get through all this real quick. Uh, so, um, Aaron Rodgers, uh, let's hear Green Bay has to make moves for the future. Agreed. Ke- Kevin, thank you so much for the super chat, my guy. And I think I missed another super chat earlier. Hob G, Hob G, you still here? Hob G says, uh, Mayhawk man, was, was the pack? Okay. Before them? Yeah, bro. It was so long ago. 1990 like 1980s it's been it's been since the early 90s that the green bay packers have been dealing with two quarterbacks absolute madness uh so aaron Rodgers, i believe news kind of breaks in the next like we'll call it like four to seven days but hopefully in the next like 48 hours javante williams is in the news because i well first of all i went uh live on a premiere on something i recorded the night before so last night you know, a whole long ordeal, post-production video. Whenever I do a post-production video, it's about an hour of filming, two or three hours of editing. Um, it's a lot, you know, or sometimes an hour and a half to two hours of editing, depending on what it is. But I put in the grind because those are quality shows. I think they have a different vibe to the to the channel. I think it's, it's easier to concentrate on them. They're, they're 13, 14 minutes of, of a show that would be normally like 30 minutes if I did a live stream or 40 minutes. And it's just, it's just good content. So I do that. I don't have a problem with it. I'm not complaining. But I did that video the night before. We premiered it in the morning. And an hour later, news broke that, that was suggesting the opposite of what I said in the video. But what I said in the video was what we had at the moment. That Javante Williams was being talked about as, as hitting the PUP to start the season. Then this news breaks an hour later after my premiere that GM uh, Georgie Boy says the running back that running back Javante Williams... Uh, will will be ready for the start of the season week one. This is anticipation, right? He anticipates that. Now, this is potentially GM talk. Doesn't mean that it's actually, you know, factual information. If you can imagine GMs, uh, they oftentimes will, will do things like, uh, you know, they'll call, they'll call up, you know, they're, they're not always as hands-on. Every GM's different. But, hey, uh, how is he looking? How's our guy looking? And then down on the, uh, in the training level, it's like, oh, he's looking great. He's looking great, Georgie boy. He's like, he's going to be, you're going to get him ready for the season? You know, he's in a suit and ties, eating carrots and, and ranch and, and and dipping, you know, on, on the hors d'oeuvre tray, having a meeting. And he's like, yeah, we're going to do our best to get him out there. Okay. Shh. Don't, don't tell him he's still on crutches. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll t- okay. Great. He's going to be good. I feel good about that. See you later. Keep me posted. Okay. Anytime, day or night. That's how a lot of these conversations go. I'm not saying the GM isn't hands-on. I don't really know, George. Uh, to be honest with you, but like we got to be a little careful. This isn't GM speak, or you know, we 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 hear coach speak, but GM speak and and uh, you know, and and especially owners like Jerry Jones talks. You got to, I mean, he does influence and put pressure on certain things that he says he wants done, and they do happen sometimes. But I, I'm a little optim, uh, optimistic, but also very cautious. So I'm cautiously optimistic that this news is going to have any legs, uh, no pun intended, any knees. Any tendons, any ligaments. Um, I, I just feel like, you know, at this point, I'm still feeling like we might see PUP. And if we don't see PUP, if he doesn't get... Maybe he, he's ready for the season in terms of, like, he's out there with the team. Um, is he going to hit week one, the field on week one, or could it be delayed? We've seen that with J.K. Dobbins. They thought J.K. Barkley would be ready, you know, but they weren't quite ready. So we'll, we'll know more in the coming months. But for right now, I still say stay away from Javante and redraft unless you're getting him in like round nine. And this, this, this news might jump him into round seven. And I'm, this is too costly for me at this moment. Could I change? Absolutely. Am I excited for Javante? Absolutely. Tristan for um, 
Thank you for the super chat. Who's on hold right now? Uh, just want to say thanks, Smitty. And Trey lands to the moon. Okay, Tristan, appreciate you. Hang tight. Okay, so Javante, I'm rooting for him. Uh, I will change directions. It isn't me flipping and flopping back and forth like everybody seems to think that's what happens when an analyst or a talking head changes their mind. I'm very open about that. I'm, I, I, I move with the wind. Okay, that's you wouldn't want somebody that digs their heels in and doesn't change directions with new news. But the news that came out today that he could be ready for week one coming from the GM, it's not moving the needle too much for me, but I am very, very optimistic we aren't hearing bad news. You know what I mean? Better that we're not hearing bad news, but I'm not so sure the good news is like out, you know, outstanding news that makes me feel like he's like Brees Hall or he's way ahead of schedule. Brees Hall, I believe it because Brees Hall had a cleaner tear. This guy tore his LCL um, and his ACL, LCL being on the side here and the knee went like this and you can see it stretching right here. You can see it stretching when you tear and it just pulls it and you don't tear it in half. The LCL is very hard to snap in half. Very rare that it ever happens. Um, and if it does, that's bad. That's real bad. But he didn't, t- he just, you know, probably a first or second degree tear, not a three. And then he tore his ACL in half. So he has a lot of trauma to the knee and a lot of healing, a lot of swelling, a lot of potential cleanup surgery possibilities, things like that emerge all the time. Um, so Javante Williams, Justin Fields, this is old news, but uh, they're talking about it a lot on with all the combine talk. Justin Fields, the Bears are leaning toward trading the first overall pick versus trading Justin Fields. Um, we know there's a lot of smoke involved. And, and then this right here, uh, leaning toward trading the number one pick, Bears GM Ryan Poles. Uh, which you know is good news for anybody that was scared that there was some there were some legs to the fields being traded rumors, but you know Poles also made a couple comments that you could attribute to wanting to trade the pick really soon or wanting to maybe make moves involving players and and evaluate like is there a trade scenario where fields could be dealt where you could get players and picks in conjunction. So he said there are scenarios where you can have players as well. So they're looking at everything is basically what he said. Now, again, maybe looking at everything in terms of trading the draft pick before the combine's over or before free agency starts. This was a comment he made about free agency. Like, are you making a move before free agency? There are scenarios where we can add players as well and, and kind of know what we need and what we want to do before free agency, you know, kicks off. Like, that's that's the whole idea. Right when free agency kicks off, trade the, the draft pick or trade field. So there's some kind of questionable uh, ways to, to uh, di- decipher what he's saying in that. But ultimately, we know it's smoke uh, unless somebody comes along and offers the Bears an offer they can't refuse. And again, there is that scenario, and I think people need to understand that that could exist because if, like I said before, the Texans come and the Texans offer the 12 and the 2, the 12 and the 2 for the for Fields, then all of a sudden the Bears have 12. Um, the, the Bears all of a sudden have 2 and 1, and you can do so much damage. They also have... Uh, other picks that you know are going to be they could even trade that two down to like the seven or eight and pick up another late you know late 20 pick in the first round and have four first rounders and literally draft Stroud at one draft Bijan Jackson Smith and Jigba and an offensive lineman all in round one by trading fields and that would be an absolute crazy way to build and an amazing way to build and a fun way to build and maybe Stroud is is Poles' guy we don't know we don't know, so it's hard to say, oh, that can't happen when you don't know what Poles is thinking. Um, he's an aggressive guy. Last piece of news here, Leonard Fournette being released. We saw this coming from a mile away last year. We said it over and over uh, that this guy's not not it. He's not it. 
And so now it's Rashad White season. The problem is we don't know who's throwing the football in Tampa. We think it's going to be Trask now, as we talked about already. Tristan asked a question earlier before I continued the news. And if Trask is the real deal, then Rashad White could have a nice little season. If Trask is garbage, if he's a trash can, then you're talking about inefficiency and not moving the football down the field, not getting in goal line situations, not getting in in red zone situations, not getting in scoring position, averaging 3.2 yards per carry versus 4.4. And and that just destroys a running back. And too many times we see a guy that we love like Rashad White get ruined because of the situation. So hopefully the Tampa Bay Bucks don't just try and rebuild while they have these two weapons and wide receivers and Godwin and Evans sitting there on the outside and they've got Rashad White. I hope they get aggressive and they figure out a way. Or Trask is the real deal and we're all very, very happy with what we see. That is all the news for right. Oh no, Trubisky. This Ron's gonna love this one. I I I, I think he he hates Trubisky, but um Steelers GM talking about, you know, that, that Trubisky has been awesome and that he can envision Trubisky with the Steelers in 2023 uh, and beyond. And the reason I hate this is because, you know, if, if there's any questionable, you know, if let's say Pickett goes out there and has some bad games, I think this GM, or I think this this team is susceptible to be like, well, Trubisky's had success. We've won games with him and we'll put him in. And I just don't want Trubisky anywhere near the lineup because then you see Pickett, Pickens kind of vanish and then and then and then De, uh Deontay Johnson gets used more so I just want picking pick it to Pickens to remain the thing because they've got a rapport together all right uh let's go back to Tristan Tristan what do you have for me Trey Lance to the moon Smitty. I'm excited but I'll tell you man your coach your head coach worries the heck out of me I think he he doesn't set Trey Lance up for success I think uh I would say I think he also, when, when he talks about Trey Lance, he talks about him as a, a dual-threat quarterback. And, and and why has he got to be a dual-threat quarterback? Like, Brock Purdy's mobile. Brock Purdy's very mobile. Very mobile. Like, why, why is Brock Purdy thought of as the gunslinger and Trey Lance is this, okay, he's this project dual quarterback. They both can run. Like, take him, bring him, bring, take him out of throw better. You thought, we thought Jalen Hurts improved, like... If you think, you know, I just, I don't know. I we, saw Jay- we, we saw Jalen Hurts improve, but we, we we're seeing Shanahan, in my opinion, fumble the quarterback position time and time and time and time again. And so it worries me that that he doesn't want him to succeed for whatever reason. Um, I'm not saying he's going out there and sabotaging him on purpose, but it worries me that he doesn't believe in him the same way. The fact that he's coining him a dual-threat quarterback when him and Purdy have the same scrambling ability, essentially, and and you're going to... That means he's going to design the offense differently. You know? And I don't like that. I want the offense to be the same. I don't want him to, to design the offense around a dual-threat quarterback and run the guy up the middle so he gets injured again and then blames it on the luck of the game. Oh, it's just, you know, you run a guy, you run a quarterback up the A-gap like Derrick Henry, you know, quarterbacks get hurt. I don't want that. I don't want that at all. I want him to be a pocket passer because he's got an arm and he has the ability, like Purdy, to get out of trouble when he needs to and still get a 40, 50, 60-yard rushing effort out there without even design run plays. You know, design run plays yeah. on the outside, sure, but not design run plays up the gut. This is not a Cam Newton. 
You don't want to just run Trey Lance up the gut. It's why it, it, I believe it's why he got hurt. I believe that. I know a lot of people don't, but whatever. Well, um, this isn't college. This isn't high school. Is you know you're not you're not running your quarterback up the hole like that. You know. Mm-hmm. What else you got? Trey Lance. Tra- I, 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 I really hope. I just really hope Trey Lance. I mean, I even have to got third and then act like he's just like. I love him, bro. I love Trey Lance. His skill set's amazing, but uh, you know he's at a very critical, delicate stage right now where it's like he's got one more yeah. shot, and this is it. Unfortunately, there's a lot of pressure, and there's a Brock Purdy looking over his shoulder. He has one more For shot, sure. and and could he end up somewhere else and climb up? Yeah. I'm not saying the door is totally closed, but this is like the last opportunity to be the presumed starter because Purdy's, Purdy's, Purdy's coming to Arizona to, to have his elbow looked at to see if he can even have surgery yet. It's so bad. The swelling is so bad. That tells me there's problems involved. Swelling is that indication that there's there's a problem. You know, your body's releasing the swelling as a protective measure, like an air cast. It's like, you know, inject air, full load drop. Initiate full load drop. And he's full- doing everything he can to try to get that elbow right. Full Initiate full swelling load drop. And, and when you start... Swelling around an injury, it's like it's there's a lot of you know damage there that that's is being protected by the body. So the fact that they can't even have surgery yet is a bad sign. This guy's not playing week one. Per, it would be reckless, and it would I wouldn't put it past Shanahan though. It'd be reckless to send him out on the no. field. It, what? That's just hilarious. I mean, because he just does things like that. You're right. Yeah, and, 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 bro, I'm about to go into rant mode here. I'm getting worked up. You know, another thing that really ticks me off is when people say that Shanahan isn't partly responsible for all the stuff that's going on with these two quarterbacks. It really it really bothers me, bro. You know why? You know one reason it bothers me in, in particular with Brock Purdy? Let me ask you a question. Tristan, answer me honestly, and then I'm going to ask the same question for uh, Shardell. So give me short answers only. Brock Purdy is going to a specialist in Arizona in my home state to see if the swelling has gone down on his elbow enough to have surgery. He can't even have surgery yet. It's been a long time since the injury, bro. Answer this question for me, Tristan, and I'm not mad at you. I'm just I'm raising my voice. I'm just upset. Do you believe that the reason he's having elbow surgery, that is, are you fairly confident, is because he put a guy out there with a torn UCL to continue playing football? Oh, it absolutely had something to do with it. He was definitely injured, and they just threw him back out there after Josh Johnson, I think is his name, went out. That was completely so, reckless. They should have put their emergency QB in. Where's, I know that where, sounds terrible, but where's put an injured man in there. Where's my marker? Hold on a second. I'm, I'm sorry I'm going into ramp mode real quickly, okay? Look. No, you're good, Smitty. Warning. Warning. Alert. Maximum levels reached. Prepare for transformation. Alert. Maximum levels reached. Look. I'm I'm a little irritated by this conversation. Your your use your UCL, bro. Let me let me explain something. Your UCL goes along your whole arm. Okay? Like that. I just drew one on my arm. This thing snapped in half. Total UCL tear. Or it, it was mangled to the point where this thing was was let me show you up close on that okay 
He's so injured. They say, get out of the lineup, bro. You can't throw. You can't throw, okay? Get out of the lineup. Johnson goes in there, gets concussed. Hey, hey, guy with the torn UCL, get in the lineup. They throw him in the lineup. He's on the sideline throwing at least, I don't know, Tristan, what would you say in Chardell? At least like 40 passes on the sideline to see how good he could throw because his coach asked him to go back in. So he's like sitting there going, okay, torn UCL, ow. Torn UCL, ow. Go ahead and keep warming up, bro. Let's see if it gets better. Let's see if it reattaches itself. Torn UCL, ow. Four, 35, 45 practice passes on the sideline. Then they ask him to go back out there and continue to hand the ball off. Throw little five and six yard dump passes because he can't throw the ball. And people wonder why he has inflammation in his arm right now and he can't even have surgery. People wonder why I get so upset at Shanahan and his decision making with personnel and quarterbacks. It makes me so angry that people defend Shanahan all the time. I never calls me a Shanahan hater. I'm not a Shanahan hater. I just don't think he's, he makes good coaching decisions. He's a great scheme guy. He's a great offensive coordinator. But this guy, Brock Purdy, there's a reason his UCL is so swollen right now. It's because his coach made him go out there in reckless fashion and throw the football with a torn UCL. Complete tear. I mean, so, uh, so um, about the Brock Purdy situation, I'm like, like, why did you put him in the game when he was injured? Like, Kyle Shannon, come on, you're a head coach. I mean, like, are you watching out for your players? Like, when no, he's not. The, the well-being of them and making sure that they're that that you don't put them for further injury. I I, I don't know why anybody's defending him. Oh, he runs his quarterback, know, Trey I, Lance, up the gut in the A gap and the B gap, bro. These aren't designed runs around the outside. These are. These are halfback plunges like Derrick Henry takes up the gut to hit to hit offensive linemen, 300-pound linemen. And and Nollies do not protect him there, but he dances around this this Jimmy G uh trade release situation all offseason, ties up $27 million, doesn't address the offensive line appropriately. And let me let me say this. I've been on record saying the offensive line played pretty well considering what had happened. But imagine if you protected your quarterbacks better. You know, you keep everyone keeps saying, "Oh, he can't blame him for freak injuries." Well, can you blame him that both his quarterbacks went down? All three of his quarterbacks went down when when maybe they didn't get the protection they need because you were so worried about dancing around with Jimmy G in the offseason. And the whole oh worked out pretty well. They needed Jimmy G. That didn't work out pretty well. He he fell into that situation. People act like he made a decision to keep Jimmy G. He got forced into keeping Jimmy G. They said goodbye to Jimmy G. And it didn't even give him a playbook. I mean, as a forty, as a forty nine fan, I'm like, I don't understand this whole rumor situation that Jimmy G is going to come back to the Forty ers I mean, he's, he's a free agent. He's not coming back to the to the Niners. I mean, like, if you're saying, if whoever's saying that should stop saying that because that's complete false information, it's total BS. I mean, like, I don't even know who's who's even saying that that nonsense stuff. You I tell mean, him, like, you tell him, just, try to. Shardell's going on ramp mode. I mean, like, warning. I mean, whoever's saying that Trench should stop because stable. he ain't coming back to the Niners. It's, it's, it's a done deal, Next man. This guy's not coming reached. back. So whoever's Prepare saying that trans- should stop saying that. Stop. Absolute stop false it. information, BS. Stop, stop it. Saying that. Stop saying it now. Alert. He's not coming back. 
I don't, don't do it. Trade this guy to the Raiders. We don't know who trade said Jimmy it, but to the Raiders. I don't. No, I'm saying trade Jimmy Garoppolo to the Raiders, man. I don't care. I don't want to see this guy in San Francisco. Not, he's not trading him. He's he's free agent, like you said, so he can't get traded. But stop saying it. We don't know who's saying no. it. But stop it. Hey, uh, Shardell. And, and Joe Montana. And Joe Montana is the first person who said uh, Jimmy Dude, G is going to be a starter let next me, year. Let me tell you something. Okay, you want to know who's saying it? Joe Montana said it. Joe Montana, you're right. Joe yeah. Montana started the rumors. That's why. That's let why me I say like, something really like clear. Let me say something really clear like for everybody in the back. Can I, say, can I say something? I like Joe Montana as a person, but when he says stuff like that, I, I just lose tr- absolute trust in him, man. I'm like, I don't... You, yeah. you said something totally blasphemous. I don't even think I believe in you anymore. I don't think you're my favorite quarterback anymore. Because <laughs> you said that. Because you said something Warning. so blasphemous, like Warning. Jimmy G's going to be a starter in 2023. Like, just stop, man. Like, you're a quarterback, man. You're a legendary Alert. quarterback. You Maximum say something blasphemous like that on social media Prepare on the air. For stop saying that. Alert. Look. Like, uh, like, you better... Like, I'm. you have to shut the F up right now or you're going to know what's coming for you. What? <laughs> Tristan. No, I'm saying Joe Montana. You okay. Tr- no, I know, but. Should... <laughs> no, I'm Tr- saying Joe Montana should stop talk- okay. talking. Tr- Tristan. Or, I'm sorry. Like like... Shardell. Shardell. Yeah, hold on. Dude. Hold on a second. <laughs> you're, you're crazy. <laughs> hold on a second, I mean, bro. I got I, you. I, I never hear that from anybody's mouth. Like saying Jimmy G is going to come back next Warning. year. Warning. Tr- okay. Like, so. I'm a Niner fan. I've been supporting this team for so many years, and I never heard anything like that. All right, Shardell, hold on. Pause. <laughs> I got you. Let me say that. Right, now, yeah, my, my point is that. Like you are. Remember, you said you're going to go on a rant. I'm going on a rant. Yeah. Right now. Pa- part of me, for my point, not even having any power anymore after that, because Shardell is so upset that my rant doesn't seem justifiable. But let me say something for everybody in the back right now. This guy, Joe Montana, I don't care if he was one of the better quarterbacks in the league. I, you know, a lot of Niner fans come at me and say, when I say that, that Joe Montana doesn't know what he's talking about, Jimmy G is not a good quarterback. and He's he's won games because he's been on a winning team. And, and, and the team carried him. He can't throw, but, you know, 15, 20 yards down the field accurately. Um, I'm not going to get into my Jimmy G spiel. But let me just tell you this. When people come at me and say, Smitty, you think you know more than Joe Montana? You think you know more than Joe Montana? Actually... Uh, I feel I do in terms of this being my job. Joe Montana's job was playing the game. My job is to analyze players playing the game. I don't care if I played or didn't play at a pro level. I, I this is what I do. Joe Mont just because Joe Montana played the the game at an um, at an elite level, one of the best ever. Michael Jordan was one of the best basketball players in the history of of the NBA. One of the probably the best athlete in my opinion. In the history of all sports, the GOAT, the true GOAT is Michael Jordan. But Michael Jordan knows nothing about player evaluation. He drafted, uh, what's his name, Kwame Brown at number one overall. Okay, so let's not pretend Joe, Mo- Joe, Joe Montana gets some kind of automatic, I know what I'm talking about when I'm evaluating NFL players. He doesn't. He's also got all kinds of animosity toward quarterbacks coming in and replacing starting quarterbacks. Am I right? Am I right, Tristan? It's like Steve Young came in and took his job, right? So Joe Montana is very bitter about Jimmy G, who he sees himself as the Jimmy G, and his comments are all skewed and biased toward the fact that he doesn't want a quarterback to come in and replace a starter. And not to mention, 
What a what a dumb comment to say Joe Montana to say Jimmy G will be the starter next year. There's zero way that happens because of what I've mapped out before. Jimmy G financially can go get starter money in a very weak quarterback market where there are literally 8, 9, 10 teams that need a starting quarterback. So the market is going to demand that Jimmy G get paid very well to start somewhere. Like I emphasized with Derek Carr earlier, laughable when a Niner fan says we should bring in Derek Carr. Such an oblivious, it's cute, it's a real cute comment. Such an oblivious comment. Do you agree with me that it's blasphemous that Joe Montana even uttered that comment saying that Jimmy G is going to be a starter next year? Like, hearing that from his mouth, I'm like, you know, he needs to be sensible of what he's saying, you know, because he, you know, he could be an analyst on TV. Like, I don't want to see him play the sport of football. Yeah, bro, I, I don't know about blasphemous, but I'll say that. It's it's not a logical statement. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I mean, it's not, Jim- it's not blasphemous, but it's it's so it's shocking to hear that from his mouth. You know, it's sh- the word is shocking. It's it's just not educated. It, 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 it's not educated. It's not educated. So we'll leave it at that. But what I'm trying to tell you is that Jimmy G financially can't stay in San Francisco because Jimmy G financially is going to get one more bag. He's not getting a bag from the Niners. The Niners are going to pay their third quarterback that they hope to fill in for the injured Purdy. And injured Trey Lance, one of which will be back starting. They're not going to pay a quarterback starting money. Jimmy G's getting starting money. And so it's a ridiculous statement to suggest that the team is going to actually go after Jimmy G, pay him what he could get from one of these other teams like the Bucks or the Saints, which will be they will be overpaying, I might add. They will be overpaying and very disappointed with Jimmy G and what he brings to the table. This is Carson Wentz. This is Carson Wentz uh, 2.0. This is this is Matt Ryan going and playing football and, and being very disappointing. And go, oh, God, this isn't what we paid for. That is what Jimmy G is going to end up resulting into for anybody that wants to know how it's going to play out. Me saying he's going to get the bag does not mean I believe in him. The market commands it. Look at the, look at the free agent quarterbacks. Again, Aaron Rodgers must be traded. Lamar must be traded. Those are not free agents. Derek Carr is in a tier of his own, and he was released, which means that he can go wherever he wants right now. He doesn't have to wait till the league year starts on the March on March 15. Every other free agent, and Carson um, Wentz as well. Carson Wentz as well. Carson Wentz and, and Derek Carr can go wherever they want. But Carson Wentz and Jimmy G and Mike White are the top three free agent quarterbacks. And you see all the teams, you can take Miami out because they have their starter in Tua. And I think Jimmy G wouldn't want to go to Miami because Jimmy G would potentially be competing for a job. And why would Miami pay a competing quarterback bank when they, they may or may not start him? It's, he's only going to go to the Raiders if they botch the Aaron Rodgers situation. He's only going to go to, uh, hopefully not the Falcons, please Lord, the Bucks or the Saints which is not a great look for either of the wide receiver sets there. Um, or maybe he goes to the Colts or the Panthers. Who knows? But he's going to start. Joe Montana doesn't know. Because Joe Montana is one of the greatest quarterbacks that's ever played the game. Doesn't mean that he knows more about fantasy football or the NFL or NFL predicting or how things are going to play out in free agency. He doesn't have the experience to talk on these things. Not to mention he seems a little bitter and senile for what happened to him and how Steve Young came in. And everything he says is rooted in that jealousy and competitive 
competitive nature and, and disgust that he had for that situation. And so when he talks about Trey for Lance, me, he I, talks about Purdy, he's talking about it from the Steve Young. This is Steve Young. He pictures Steve Young's face on Brock Purdy and Trey Lance, and he just can't take it. He just can't take it. He sees Jimmy G as his younger self, this guy. He thinks that's what I looked like, too, when I was a young man, strapping young man. I love Jimmy G. This is me. For me, I don't know why many 49er fans are saying that Tom Brady is going to come to the 49ers. I'm like, he's retired. This guy's not going to come out of retirement and sign with the 49ers. I mean, they're a big franchise. I don't think he even wants to play for the 49ers. I don't, you know, I don't know All why. Right. That's hey, another hey, big rumor that Char- I'm yeah, I got you, Shardell. I got you. We're going to move on, bro. Okay, so next next topic. The phone lines are open. Uh, dial into the show. Uh, here's the phone Call into the show. Hi, Smitty. Uh, I'll show. talk to you uh, next time. All right, Shardell. Appreciate you. Call in any time, pal. You, you. You, you need to rant. I'm here for you. Okay, uh, Tristan. You got uh-huh. any? You got anything you want to? You want to add? <laughs> um, no, that's the tragedy of the situation. Is that Jimmy G is good enough to get a starting job, and uh, so he will. And um, yeah, yeah. He's not. He's not oh, going. But, he's not, not going I'll, to no cloudy situation. All right. See you later, Tristan. Appreciate you. I appreciate. All right, bye. All right, phone lines are open. Dial in if you guys want to get in on the mix. Uh, what do you guys think of 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 Aaron Jones' situation? Well, Aaron Jones has been restructured, so he's staying in Green Bay. Uh, one 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 kind of like um, interesting note that ties back to maybe they're reloading, but they also want to support Jordan Love, and restructuring was was very um, uh, for, you know fiscal. It, it, it definitely took care of, you know, keeping Aaron Jones in a, in, a, in a fiscal way. So it's not like keeping Aaron Jones necessarily means that for sure Aaron Rodgers is coming back. But it was one of the signs that said, okay, they're still very open to bringing Aaron Rodgers back to retool, to reload. Um, they want to save cap. Restructuring Alexander and all these other pieces is also a way of saying we're open-minded to reload. We're getting under the cap the best way we can. Um, we don't have a lot of cap space to, to retool and reload, but we're certainly going to get there. And if not, then we want to retool and reload and restructure and keep Aaron Jones to help you know further along Jordan Love's career. And I can tell you right now that the Green Bay Packers are going to try and win. They're not just folding, you know. So they're going to try and win under Jordan Love, and maybe they do. Maybe they shock everybody. Um, Ty- Tyler, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. All right. Good talk, Tyler. Appreciate you. Uh, Smitty is passionate about his opinions. I sure am. Smitty isn't nuts. He just hates stupidly. Stu- hate stupidity. Oh, I thought he was, I thought Roger was saying I hate stupidly. I thought I feel like I, I, I don't hate anybody, but when I do hate, I, I don't think it's stupidly. But he said he hates stupidity. Roger's Roger's got my back. I read it. I read it wrong. Smitty is a nut, says Cannon. Okay, well. Uh, you know, I, you know, I, I speak my opinion, Cannon. Um, not sure you're always going to like it, but I do appreciate you. Get your facts straight, says Niner Rick. He said he should be the starter. Um, no, I think he was asked. I, I'm not positive on what he was asked. I want to say he was asked who do, does he think he's going to start. I don't know. I don't remember correctly. But I do know he's he's spread a lot of uh, Jimmy G should be the guy. Jimmy G should be the guy. I think they're smart to bring Jimmy G back. Like they, I mean, he's insinuating that that is the right move. 
So I don't know if you're saying that uh, I said that. I didn't say that he said that's going to play out that way. But he's saying that's what would be the move to make. And it's not a move that's even possible to make. That's my point. So I don't know if you're talking about me or Shardell. Shardell was worked up. Cut him some slack. He almost went into ramp mode three times. Tyler, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show yet again, buddy. Sorry, bad connection. (laughs) Nope, no problem. What's up? I was just wondering when I made the thing about Aaron Jones earlier. You think Aaron Jones is better without Aaron Rodgers or better with? I mean, he's had such a good career with him, and Aaron Rodgers knows how to throw to him and make him a a very good wide receiver slash running back, Um, like the inverse of Debo in some sense. Do I think that the lack of production recently for Aaron Jones is related to Aaron Rodgers, or is it a fall-off, a drop-off of Aaron Jones? I don't know. I, I would imagine he's better with Aaron Jones. I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Jones. But, I mean, I don't think I would entirely write him off and say he can't have a good year under the command of Jordan Love, who might lean on him a ton and might throw the ball to him a ton. We don't really know. But I I think I'm more worried about did he drop off? You know, is he going to be able to stay healthy? He's always been an injury risk until the season I predicted him to be a top five running back um, coming off of some injured years. He got his nutrition on point. Um, he was a workout monster. Aaron Jones was so like fit and ready to go in the offseason. So I put him on my bold predictions, I think number six or five overall. I forget what the number was. And I said Aaron Jones is going to win leagues this year. And t- Tyler just hung up again. Tyler, call back if you want. Um, and I saw Aaron Jones breaking out. And it was an amazing call. It was an amazing year. He's been on and off great. Um, but he's played a lot. He's played a lot. And so you got to wonder, is it going to be – more of the same from Aaron Jones this coming season, or will somehow, some way, the leaving, the departure of Aaron Rodgers, if he does leave, make the team lean on him in a way that's just, you know, uh, revi- like a revival year for him? It could be. Smitty, what do you think? Trade AJ today for the 1.4, 1.7 in 2023. Um, It depends on what you land, obviously, a... a, a statement you didn't want me to you know you probably aren't waiting for that answer because that's a obvious answer but like let's say you get Charbonnet and Zay Flowers I'm really liking it but I do love AJ Brown and ultimately the safer move is to go with AJ Brown but if you want to roll the dice you're rebuilding you can't win with AJ Brown like if your team's not ready to win a championship right now that is a decent move if you land the picks if you don't land the picks and you get sniped uh, then you could be in trouble. But if you land Charbonnet and you get uh, Quentin Johnson or you get Zay Flowers, then bro, you know you could be looking pretty good. What if Gibbs fell? You know, like you don't you don't know. So it's not bad. Um, old QBs lose arm strength and throw to running backs all the time. Says Hod. I don't think Aaron Rodgers has lost any arm strength. Hod though, that's the the thing though. Aaron Jones, great running back too. Says Space Ricky. Maybe Lamar goes to the Colts. Uh, probably zero chance of that, Hector, because Lamar has full control over where he's going because he will refuse to sign a contract extension with the Indianapolis Colts. He will not want to play for the Indianapolis Colts. We've heard no buzz or any interest at all about the Indianapolis Colts. So if let's say they called up the Indianapolis Colts and said, we'll trade you 
uh, Lamar Jackson for eight first rounders. And and they went, oh, God, we got to accept the deal. They go to Lamar. Lamar, we're getting eight first rounders instead of three, buddy. You got to go. Lamar says, no. And they say, well, we're going to trade you anyway if, if you want to play this out. And guess what? The Colts say, Lamar, you signing this extension the moment this is getting announced, right? I'm not signing an extension with you. I don't want to play for the Colts. Uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and cancel that trade. That's exactly how it works. So the Colts are a zero percentage chance of landing spot for, for Lamar Jackson. Um, Maybe not zero. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he loves Indianapolis, man. Maybe he's got family there we don't know about. I don't know. I would say very low percentage. Very low. Very low percentage, my guy. It's not a good spot anyway. We want him to go. I mean, I like Pittman enough that we could, I could get behind it or whatever, but no, it's not. that's not a spot. That's not even like, I don't even think they want to run that kind of offense. Lamar's a very interesting quarterback. You can't just like plug and play him anywhere, you know? Throw him in Indianapolis, you got to change your entire offense, which maybe they would do because what do they really have? <laughs> you know? We don't want to change what we got going on. We're building something real special in Indianapolis. You saw it last year. You know, very simple. Four plays. <laughs> the Saturday experiment, as much as I loved it, we had fun with it. It was a very simplistic approach. They they probably had four or five plays. The league f- figured them out really quickly. They saw all four or five of them over and over, and they're like, okay, these guys run the the sweep left, the sweep right, the the the, the, the HB plunge, and then these three passes. <laughs> yeah, we're not changing that. Lamar Jack, we've got something real special here that we're we're building this offense. I don't know if Lamar would pick it up that quick. It's that complex. It's a really good system we've got. We've got it's on one card on on the wrist. You can read every play in real big writing. <laughs> three or four runs, three or four passes. That's what they're work, they're working with. Uh. That's better, DC. Let's see. If Lamar leaves one of these guys, Carr, Jimmy, etc., could end up in Baltimore. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting situation. If uh, you know, they could always try and bring back Huntley if they can't find what they want. But if let's say, uh, let's say Lamar Jackson does go to the Falcons, for example, which is what we all want, which we all hope this is the the best move. Hit that thumb up button on your way in the door. Then, then it's like, I, I mean, Baltimore's on this board. All of a sudden, if Green Bay uh, trades Aaron Rodgers, then Love is off this board, and they, you know, he's staying in Green Bay. If Aaron Rodgers returns to Green Bay, then Jordan Love is going to one of these teams, and that's the interesting move because Jordan Love could go anywhere because they would trade him, and he'd have no say because he's not signing a, a necessarily signing the contract extension. Although, you know, if he said, "I don't want to play for you," a team may say, "Well, we're really interested in the long term prospect of trading for you." Even though you don't really technically have a say, you can't really even hold out. Uh, it make no sense. Um, he'd go wherever he's sent. And especially given that he wants to start, like, think about it from this perspective. If you went to Jordan Love and you said, Jordan Love, you're either going to be behind Aaron Rodgers this year or we're trading you to the Panthers. He'd be like, send me to the Panthers. I don't care where it is. Send me wherever you want. Send me wherever you want. Send me to Miami. I'll compete with Tua. Whatever. Send me anywhere I want a chance to start. So his his idea of, of a good, better landing spot is different than the idea of, let's say, a Jimmy G or a Derek Carr or a Carson Wentz who have total control to make sure they go to the best possible fit to, to maybe give them the best possible chance of a longer-term success. Because if you get forced to go somewhere, you don't know what's going to happen. But in case of Jordan Love, you can't wait around. 
He's got to go start. He'll take anything. He'll take anything. Um, Tyler says, sorry, a bad reception for me. Jones would be great with love because he's doing most of the work and no because he's not with Rodgers. I think it could go either way. I would say that it'd be it's a little bit I don't know, a little bit presumptuous to say he'll do better with Jordan Love, but could he do the same? I think he could. I don't I don't see a reason why he can't have you know similar success, but I I'm more so worried that he's dropped off and Dylan and and Aaron Jones are going to rotate, but Aaron Jones is going to have that three or four touchdown game, and then he's going to do nothing for three weeks again, and then have that, you know, like, do you remember at one point last year, Aaron Jones had, what was it, four touchdowns? Does anybody remember correctly? What game was that? Aaron Jones had like four touchdowns, and it was, it was, it was crazy. Uh, Let me see if I can find it. Aaron Jones. Let me pull up his game log. After that game, he does this every year. He was a top five running back to a lot of people immediately for for a, a, a short stint of time. Where was that game? Or maybe it wasn't. Uh, maybe it wasn't for four touchdowns. What was it? What was the game? 143 yards. You had a big game there. Uh, was it week? Was it week one where you said two touchdowns? 132 yards. Th- 38 yards. What was it? I feel like he had like a three. It was like a three TD or more game, I thought. Let's see. Aaron Jones. Okay, so he had two TDs in week number seven. He had. It must have just been this week two game, and I'm remembering a little bit differently. But here, here's Aaron Jones's, I believe, big game. The, when he had this game, everybody thought he was going to revive, revitalize his amazing fantasy football um, season. God, why did I think it was different? Let's see here. I think it was this this game right here. Let me go ahead and put it on screen. But it was uh, it was a big outing for sure. Was this it? Is this? Can anybody remember if I'm remembering this correctly? I think this is his only monster game. And I know he did it. He did it the week the season prior too. But this right here, 132 yards, a touchdown. 38 yards and a touchdown. Was that it? I thought it was bigger than that. But when he had this game, everybody and their mother was like, this guy's back. This guy's back, baby. He's back. He's a top five running back. And he quickly fell off. Quickly fell off. I also feel like maybe it was this 143-yard game in this uh, this 130-yard game. So he's he's got the potential. You know, he's certainly got the p- potential. He had nine receptions in week number seven. Um, but it was this game right here, or is uh, motion detected at the backyard? Um, Ziggy, show me the backyard. It was these two games right here, I believe. These two games right here. Let me put this on screen. Okay, Miss Smitty's home. Ziggy, studio. Oh no, not studio. Ziggy, off. Ziggy, off. He's worthless. These two games, uh, Aaron Jones, 43, 143 yards on 20 carries, 7.2 a pop. 138 yards and a touchdown on 24 carries, 5.8 a pop. I mean, Aaron Jones, had, like, to be honest with you, look at that 90-yard game in Week 15. Look at that seven, Week 17, 111 yards. Look at the 110 yards in Week 4, 132 in Week 2. You know what? I feel like I'm misremembering, to be completely honest with you guys. I'm a little embarrassed. I'm a little embarrassed that I didn't remember how good of a year at times Aaron Jones was in 2022. 
I mean, does anybody else feel like that they remembered that that those stats differently? Look at these stats. 132 yards and a touchdown in week number two. We're not even showing his receiving stats here. He had he had nine receptions in week number seven. Um, but th- these are some good games. These are some good games. Uh, I'm actually a little shocked that I didn't I didn't remember Aaron Jones's season this the same way that he actually played played it out. And on top of that, uh, Aaron Jones's game log. Let's go over to his game log. His game log was not too shabby. He had uh, he had seven touchdowns. I think that's where he dropped off. Is the touchdowns weren't there, but he actually had a really decent statistical year minus the touchdowns, and he still probably finished. I don't know what RB he finished, but in 2022, 1121, 5.3 yards per carry. Like we, we sit there and say, oh, he dropped off. Did he? 5.3 yards per carry. Maybe he didn't drop off. Five 100-yard rushing games, two touchdowns. That was very bad. 59 receptions, not bad. 395 and five receiving touchdowns. I, 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 Ron, Ron Navy, live on the Fantasy Football Show. I don't think I remembered yeah. Aaron Jones' stat line correctly in my mind. I, I pictured a much worse season. Maybe he does have one more year left. Who knows? Yeah, look, I think the game that you're remembering, the three touchdowns, it was Dylan who scored the three touchdowns, and that was against the Rams. No, I'm not remembering. I know I know what you're saying, but I'm remembering Aaron Jones specifically. I actually remember talking, I believe, to you about it. That's why it doesn't make sense that it's week two, because you weren't here during week two, right? So it was like, uh, it was it was Aaron I Jones. Was. You what? What do you mean I wasn't? Oh yeah, you were here. I don't, I, you were here in week two. I'm, I'm misremembering that too. I'm senile, <laughs> Ron. I'm losing it. <laughs> um, I I think uh, I remember that maybe it was week two. Maybe we were talking, but it was Aaron Jones. All of a sudden, had this this revival of value. I forget where it was. What week? I think it was week two. Based on looking at that, or maybe it was one of the other hundred yard games, and it wasn't a multi TD yeah. game. And I'm misremembering the touchdown part of it. But there was a point where it's like we all kind of. And Mixon was the guy, too. Mixon was another guy. Mixon had that monster game, and we talked about That was the one where you and I talked about it. It was the Mixon one. But the Aaron, Aaron Jones yeah. had Aaron Jones had a, had a game where people thought he was back, and apparently he, he had a pretty decent year. Uh, but this one right here, where's, where it was week nine for Joe Mixon. Week nine. This is Joe Mixon's game log. This he week. like four, didn't he? Yeah, it was four touchdowns, 153 yards. And I was very on the fence about trying to support this. We both were. We were I remember we were both pretty negative about it saying, "Ah, he's not going to, you know, continue to do this guys. He, you know, he had a big game. Maybe he bounces back and has a pretty decent, you know, rest of the season, but you can see he didn't. He had two touchdowns the remainder of the year. He had a 96-yard game, a 105-yard game, and then the rest was pretty garbage. And the carries weren't good either. You know, it was 10, 11 carries, 11 carries, 2 carries, 11 carries, 20, 14, 16, 8, 7. But he had 153 yards and 4 TDs in this game, and that was the time to sell him immediately because you could sell him as a top five to seven running back. But I'm actually shocked that Aaron Jones had that good of a season. Part of me wonders if Aaron Jones is going to five TDs. Was it a receiving TD too? I think he might have had a receiving touchdown as well. Let's see, four TDs. Yes, <laughs> he had 58 yards and a touchdown through the year. So um, five well, TD game. Dylan, Dylan had that three touchdown game, but um, actually. He also had a good game in that game. Look up the Rams game. You'll see that he actually had, I think he had one or two touchdowns himself. 
Dylan got hurt, and then Jones had a really good game during that Rams game too. The ninety yards, I uh, see a ninety yard, thirty six yards. Um, yeah, it's all I, I see him only having ninety yards, ninety yards rushing. Uh, in the Rams game, he did not. He had 90 yards rushing, no touchdowns on the ground. He had four. Oh, he did have receiving. Okay. 36 yards and a receiving yeah, touchdown. Good. Yeah, good game. Yeah. Good game. Yeah, and I think Dylan had three touchdowns in that game. Yeah. I, I'm. I, you know what? Maybe I'm on board Aaron Jones late in the draft. What's his, what's his underdog ADP looking like? I'm going to go into a draft here and screenshot uh, the last draft I did, and we'll see where Aaron Jones he, went. Down around... The Pacheco area. All right, I'm gonna go to one of my recent drafts here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna screenshot, guys. Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. Go there now. I'm gonna drop the link in the live chat. Make sure you go sign up now because we're gonna be drafting live tonight. And if you don't sign up ahead of time, you're not getting in. You're not getting in because the spots go so quickly. And so you want to sign, you want to sign up early right now. I'm gonna drop the link right now. Um, let's see here. Okay, so I'm going to pin the link. It's in the live chat. Uh, get on over to Underdog Fantasy and sign up now. They'll match up to $100 on your first deposit. But we're going into live drafts. These are live drafts. These are not um, mock drafts. And I'm going to put uh, Aaron Jones. Where's Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones. Mixon went at the middle of the sixth round. Aaron Jones went, holy crap, where is he at? He can't be this low. I must be, I must have missed him. Where did he go? I'm looking for Aaron Jones. On this, I'm going to screenshot it. Maybe he went high in this draft. Hold on. Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones. Look on one of your underdogs and try to find. Let's try and guess his, his best ball. Oh, he goes after Dalvin Cook. He's going after Dalvin Cook. Ray had Pacheco and Here he is. I just found him. Wow, this is good value. This is good value. I, I'm 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 live. You know, during the stream, coming up with a, a value that I really like, and 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 um, you're seeing me work it out in front of everybody here because I didn't realize. That he was such a good value, and I didn't realize he had done so well. Swift is gone before him. Yeah, that, I, I, maybe it's a good value, like especially in best ball when you're drafting in a way that uh, you're trying to, you know, do a a, a a big wide receiver push in the beginning of your draft, and you're going to come back and get a, a a running back. So Aaron Jones going right around sixty three to I would say sixty eight based on what I'm looking at here. So kind of where Kamara's going. Like you could you could technically take the the boys back to back. <laughs> if you leave Kamara, leave Kamara for the eighth eighth or ninth round if you're gonna go that route. But you could literally get so if you went wide receiver heavy, you could get Cam Akers. Cam Akers at eighty six is pretty good value. And that's coming from a guy that, that constantly talks about Cam Akers being a guy that's gonna continue to let you down. But I do like Cam a little more this year. He's one year removed from his his Achilles. Um, but like, what if you took Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, and I know you will never take Alvin Kamara, but if you took Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara and Cam Akers as your three RBs and you got like Charbonnet, maybe the next round and you went all wide receiver and tight end and quarterback shopping from week five up, 
not a bad approach. Like Aaron Jones is looking like a really decent running back too for for just one more year. I'd take Swift before I took Kamara. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I would too, but I think Kamara does have his place. Not because I, because I don't care. I mean, I usually don't <laughs> let. I usually don't. You what? Behind bars. You're 100 percent right. He does have his place, and that's behind bars. Yeah. Uh, I I do I don't let somebody's off the field um, things affect whether I would draft them like you know like uh, on principle unless somebody did something that we've never seen done in the NFL so I don't, and I don't even want to say those things on on the air here but like if someone did something crazy like I could I could say out of principle I'm not drafting I could see that but no one's ever like and some could say Caruth uh, uh, or, or you know Ray Lewis some people bring up those things um, I didn't I didn't really I don't do IDP. So, but, but I will say that, that Kamara, um, from a fantasy football analyst perspective, I can advise people to say, Hey, if you were to take him, could I see the NFL completely screwing this one up? Could I see the NFL completely ignoring the situation and allowing Kamara to play for half of a season? The answer is yes. I feel like the NFL is capable of allowing this man to play half a season. Do I think he shouldn't play? I absolutely think he should be banned for the for the for his you know for at least the one full year, Camara. But th- th- those are two different things. My logic and what the NFL will do. So I'm trying to, in some ways, predict that. Yeah, could I see? Could I envision a world where Camara gets away with it and plays half of a season? I do, and so I would take him at like nine, ten, ten round territory. But it has to be like look look at the players in round nine and ten. Like, would I take Josh Downs over him? Maybe not. Would I take Friermuth over uh, uh, Kamara? Yes, if I need a tight end, you know. So there's there's a chance there's a chance I'm still not taking Kamara. Um, would I rather have Kyler Murray? No, because Kyler Murray's not even maybe he doesn't even play the whole year as well. Uh, would I like Donovan Peoples Jones in round ten over the shot of Kamara? being completely mishandled by the NFL and playing for eight games, yes, I'd rather take Kamara. Would I rather have Khalil Herbert over Kamara? If the the Bears don't draft an RB, Khalil Herbert will not only be on my potential Moonman list, he'll be on the satellite list probably earlier than that. But if he get if he escapes the NFL draft, I think his value in terms of everyone's eyes will vault into the five or six round range. Like if Khalil Herbert's the starter in in Chicago coming out of free agency and coming out of the NFL draft, if he's the the top dog lone starter, he's going to be a a round five, six guy. Easy, easy. So anyways, interesting to talk about Aaron Jones. I I didn't realize he had that good of a season. It's kind of, kind of, kind of cool to to see that. Honestly, we really live in a sick world. Michael Vick, Goes to prison for dog fighting, mm-hmm. but Kamara and them probably won't go to uh, prison for They're beating almost a dude. killing somebody. Yeah, it, it is. It is a sick world, bro. It is. And, that's, Ca- that's and Calvin Ridley's not even in the game. He walked away from the game. Placed like a what was it? Like a, it's not. He wasn't a thousand dollar wager, right? It was like barely a thousand dollar wager, yeah. and he was out for the year. Gets, but Kamara, Kamara yeah. gets to play. Even though there's there's video footage and evidence, Ben Ben, you can call in. Ben Ben was on hold and Ben left. Ben, uh, call back. It, it, it is a sick that, world, Christian. So, yeah, for me it's principle. For me, I don't care if he is the top ranked running back. And I in expect the NFL. that. I'm and and me, Ron 
Ron, that's why we love you, pal. We expect that from you. I, I just take I wear a different hat with it because people are needing it from a strictly bu- you know business side of the give me the give me the scoop on what should I do? Should I do and so I, I I separate myself from that. But there's a there's a place where I could say my see to say to myself, you know what? I'm not drafting the guy. I'm not recommending anybody draft the guy. Um over this fight situation. I'm not there. I'm. I'm. It's not saying that he didn't. What he did wasn't horrible. I think he deserves to to do time over it. It was horrible, but uh, you know there are situations like, like you know. Um, what does Blind Larry think about this? Says Mister TD. Uh, yeah, Vic did deserve um time. I don't think Ron was saying he didn't. It's just he's saying the the differ the differential of it, like. You know, to to beat a man almost to death is is awful. Uh, sick world, yes, it is. Travis, um, next Dalvin Cook is Gibbs. Absolutely, bro. I think Gibbs is the next Camara Dalvin Cook combination. Bijan and Brees are all in all my leagues. Says John. John to the moon, pal. I like the to the moon. I like the way you think, John. Uh, do I got I got a bounce? Ben said. I just wanted to say I have receipts of you drafting Kamara in round six. And I told you last week Aaron Jones was good. Ha ha, says Ben. You have receipts of me drafting Kamara in round six before things got worse and worse, bro. Not not, not recently. But uh, yeah, na- uh, four days ago, maybe. In round six? Yeah, late round. Oh, maybe. Yeah, so six, seven return. Yeah, maybe. That's right. Yeah, you did. Hey, it's it's best ball. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 would I draft Kamara there in a in a re- regular redraft? No, because then you're getting hit hard, you know, and you don't even know when he's coming back. You know, but best balls. Uh, the amazing part about best ball is Javante Williams has some some value that he might not have in a redraft setting. Kamara's got different kinds of value. Drafting Brock Purdy and Trey Lance together has different weird kind of value as your backup two quarterbacks. So if you drafted, let's say you drafted, let's say you waited on quarterback, you took Aaron Rodgers, Brock Purdy, Trey Lance. So you got this weird best ball optimal lineup that's set for you. So yeah, maybe I did late six. I would I would advise people to wait until seven. Oh, you know why I took them? The receipts you have, Ben and Ron, are because we're we're in a sniping situation. So it was like you move everybody up like one or two rounds. Whenever we draft together as a community, everything you're going to do, it just gets like moved up around. It sucks. Uh, but it's fun. I still love drafting I, with you all. But... I was just saying that you drafted them the other yeah, day. That's no, you, all I said. You guys might be right, and it's because of the sniping situation. It may, it may Camara literally vault up a whole round or something looking at it. Uh we got uh, Roger on the phone. Oh, Roger just hung up. Man, nobody's hanging around. You know, they uh, Roger, call back. Uh, Ro- Roger was calling. Uh, Blind Larry says he loves dogs. Don't get me started on the subject. Um, Jones no, is what falling. what I'm saying about that is if Michael Vick can go to prison for dog fighting, which I don't, I mean, yeah, I think he deserved it. Um, Kamara deserves to go to prison for almost beating the guy to death. Uh, blind, blind Larry, uh, Travis says blind Larry agreed, but Vic learned his lesson and served his time. It was crazy. He did time. He did time. Like I, and I, I'm not again, blind Larry and to everybody to Ron, to what Ron's trying to say. 
I'm not saying he didn't deserve time, but we're seeing players not do time. And I'm just reminding everybody that says that players always get away with anything. Vic actually did time. He went he went to to prison for it. And then and then he comes back and you know revitalizes his career a little bit. It was it was nice, you know, to see him back on the field, I'm not going to lie, despite what he did. But the fact that Kamara's not going to do time is crazy because what what Ron's saying, I agree with both deserve time. You know, I think the the dog thing deserves time. There was some I don't remember exactly how it played out, but I, I think I want to say that Michael Vick wasn't extremely involved in all the dog stuff, but he enabled it and maybe fronted the money to his buddies that were doing it, and it was like at his house, or I forget what it was. But he was definitely culpable in it, but but it was like there was some, uh, you know, he was taking the heat for all of it because it, it, it happened on his watch, essentially, I think. I'm sure he was involved in it or whatever, too, but we don't, I don't really remember. But but Michael Vick, and Camara in that car laughing and yeah, that was bad. And all happy about what he did and everything. Now now when the trial comes, you're going to see him playing like a victim role, like he and he's so sorry and this yeah, and that, which it, is all going to be a bull. And his attorney, he and his attorney saying that he was fearful of you know he was scared for his life and he had it. Yeah, he got in the limo and he's like, and his buddy turns around from the front seat and goes. If anybody hasn't seen the video, there's footage on Alvin Kamara in the limo. And he turns around and looks at Alvin Kamara and he says, you can't do that. Like, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, you just can't do that. You're, you're going to invite a lawsuit and, you know, you're going to get in trouble. And he's like, I, you, I know, but you know me, bro. Like, I can't handle, you know, whatever. And so he's admitting that he's got this almost uh, not a one-off, like, he wasn't. he was out of his mind for a moment reacting in in you know despair and now he's kind of hurt his case for that defense because he's admitting that you know me you know me this is how I am and and then he goes bro I connected on his jaw so hard and then the front guy the guy in the front seat who was trying to you know say this isn't good started going yeah you got you know and then there's the girls in the back they're like I saw them you connect like you connected hard on his jaw and it's like it's like bro it's crazy man uh, but anyways, Vic took the the rap for it all. Yeah, he did take the rap for it all. I, I think I remember correctly on that. Really, a full year suspension was a complete joke, says Swaggy. I agree with that in context to the other things that don't get jail time, that don't get full year suspensions. Josh uh, Josh Gordon was a bigger, like crazy situation because that guy wasn't even given a chance to come back, and they just kind of wasted his career away. Now, granted, he kept you know he kept you know having moments where you'd fall back and, and, and test positive on things. And I, I get that, but it's crazy that Josh Gordon, you know, you just see someone like Josh Gordon out of the league and he's not hurting anybody. He's, you know, and then you see someone like Alvin Kamara just skate by and just continue to skate by. Gets to play a full season through pushing everything back. Just ridiculous to me. Uh, who's this? The thing with Vic, the thing with Vic too, is, you know, it was part of him growing up since he was a little boy. You know, his dad, his uncles, and everyone, they, they all fought dogs, so he was all part of it. The thing is, is that it took that to happen for him to get rehabilitated into a different mindset of that it's not okay. Yeah, and we don't know how he, in, in, in his defense, he did his time, and I think, you know, 
he hasn't everyone said he's been doing great things ever since and I do feel like I've got confirmation on that from from a lot of things I've seen and heard and and his actions or whatever. So, I you know, I don't I don't have any like ill will against Michael Vick. The only thing whenever we mention Vike, Michael Vick and hang on Roger, don't hang up yet. The only thing that comes to mind when we start mentioning Michael Vick is this whole Lamar Jackson to the Falcons situation. <laughs> let's get let's get some running back into the hizzy over in Atlanta. Let's get this back to the Michael Vick days. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Roger, you're on the line. What can we do for you? You're live. Yeah. Can you hear me? Uh, hold on. Yeah, Roger. We got you loud and clear. Roger, over and out. Uh, I'm just over out to the nine is just ridiculous. Yeah, Roger. That's a negative. Out. Over. <laughs> but, uh... Anyway, I want your thoughts on T. Higgins. On who? Over. T. Higgins. Ron, did he say T. Higgins? Over. Yeah. yeah okay, T. Higgins. Uh, I look T. Higgins. I, I said this at the top, Roger. Uh, real quickly, Roger. Let me just acknowledge you, Super Chats, Christian. Uh, a lot of us Chiefs fans, not all, want to draft a wide receiver like JSN, Quentin Johnson, because. Uh, we aren't keeping Juju and CEH thoughts as well. I think it'd be fantastic, Christian. I think Flowers, Flowers, Zay Flowers, your your Tyreek Hill replacement would be the ideal fit. Thoughts on Keenan Allen or Mike Williams for Herbert? Thoughts on Keenan Allen or Mike Williams for Herbert? Thoughts on, oh, you mean as wide receiver options? You're not talking about trade. Uh, I, I, think that, uh, I think that this wide receiver group is not good enough. It's not good. Mike Williams is not number one wide receiver. Keenan Allen is getting older, and they might even go a different direction. They need to get a DeAndre Hopkins in a trade for Herbert, which would be fantastic, or they need to draft an elite top four rookie wide receiver uh, and bring that in. Tristan, appreciate your super chat. Terry Roberts, uh, appreciate yours. Kevin says uh, Green Bay has to make moves for their future. Again, Kevin, appreciate you. And uh, Hav G says... Uh, oh, yeah, I already read that one. Thank you all for your super chats. As for the question at hand, which was T. Higgins, we, we addressed this at the beginning of the show. Um, T. Higgins is, uh, where where is that graphic, right? I think that graphic's right here. Let me pull it up. What he's re- referencing is that, uh, yeah, uh, Director of Player Personnel Duke T- uh, Tobin said that trading T. Higgins is not on my mind, and he said it's a little ridiculous right now. And that that uh, it's not his job to make other teams better, and that that's their problem, that that they don't have a wide receiver. So does that sound like a team that's interested in trading T. Higgins away? My answer would be no. Roger, I defer to you. Over. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh, but uh, I think we will get rid of Mixon. I don't think Mixon will be there. What about Mixon over? I think they'll get rid of Mixon. Oh yeah, yeah. I think they definitely really. Uh, they're probably looking. There's, there's that Mixon news. I, I think I have that somewhere on screen here as well. Joe Mixon's in talk of being a salary cap casualty. Uh, let me see if I can find that news. I think that's right here. Yeah, uh, Athletic is, rep- and this is the Athletic with their speculative piece, right? Joe Mixon could be a cap casualty, but I do hear from multiple places that that is a possibility. So I don't think this is one writer going rogue and coming up with some weird idea. He's a cap casualty because 
He's dropping off. We saw the drop-off happen. We knew the drop-off was coming. I was a year early on the drop-off. I didn't like him the year prior. He had more of a better year than I expected. I'm always going to be sometimes a year early. Look at Derrick Henry, but I think Derrick Henry falls off big time this year. I could be a year early on, on Austin Eckler, but I don't think I will be because he's a smaller statured back. 28 years old. 28's the new 31. Um, the new or the new 30. 28's the new 30. Uh, 29 is the new 31. So, running back. Okay, well, where do you think uh, Mixon would be a good landing spot for him? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Miami might be the one place that a guy like Mixon could be revived for a good half a season, something like that. I think Miami would be perfect for him. Over. And uh, what do you think about Bengals drafting Gibbs? Who? What team? Over. Bengals drafting Gibbs. Ron, can you assist me on that? I couldn't. I couldn't make it out. The Bengals drafting Gibbs. Denver. Denver drafting Gibbs. Denver. Okay. Gibbs. Thank you. Over. I I think Denver is uh, not a spot I want a running back going to, bro. Especially after the video we dropped today, we're trying to be optimistic for for Javante Williams. If Denver drafted Gibbs. I think we'd all be a little upset because then we have a, a sharing situation that hurts Gibbs and hurts Javante. And it takes away a, a starting running back at the NFL level. It takes away a starting running back at fantasy football for the future and the remainder of the season. You know, I don't want that at all. I don't want anything to do with that. If maybe Javante was not going to have a, a shot at bouncing back, I would love that. But because I love Sean Payton and what Sean Payton did with with Camara and all that, I mean, it makes sense that that's a good fit, but it, it's a disaster. Unless, like, Javante was going to be traded or they're just not going to even consider him. But I don't think that's the case because Javante, it's very easy to forget about him and just move on. But this guy was, I, I, I will go to my grave that if he didn't get injured, he would have, uh, you know, obviously grabbed the starting job very quickly because they moved on from Melvin Gordon pretty fast. And Javante is so good at breaking tackles, he would have made it impossible to take him off the field um, once they gave him more and more work. I I know he would have been a top five running back. I really do believe that in my in my, in my core. Do I think he could ever? Will he get a fair shake? Will Will the situation be awful for him and just screw him? I think there's a real decent shot that happens. There's a real decent shot he bounces back. It's just I'd be crazy and reckless to tell you it's going to go one way or the other because it's dependent on the draft, like you just said. What if they took Gibbs? It's dependent on free agent running backs. What if they bring in uh, a Josh Jacobs or what if they bring in even somebody to the tune of Jamal Williams, who's a touchdown specialist to everybody? because of what he did last year, and there's proof in the pudding there that he, he's good at grabbing scores. Uh, you know, I, I just think that it's reckless to approach Javante like I'm approaching Brees Hall. Brees Hall coming off an ACL tear, I, I don't think it's going to be as big of a deal as people think, and this is coming from a guy that avoids injuries. But what do I avoid, really, is older players that are not capable of recovering from injuries that are injury-prone. But when you're a young player, you're a young buck like... Like Hall, it's 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 not going to be as difficult to overcome this with Javante. It's it's a worse injury. It's a crowded. It's a potentially crowded backfield, and we just don't have any any indication what's going on yet. So once we know, I'll be able to yeah. jump back on board pretty quickly. But Gibbs, where we want Gibbs to fall, Roger is probably going to be if my my ideal landing spot for Gibbs because I think he goes later. I don't think he's got a shot at going where Bijan might go, and Bijan could fall too. 
but you're talking about the 30 pick to Philly. You're talking about the 29 pick to, to New Orleans, maybe. Depending on how, what they do with Kamara. If they release Kamara or something crazy, then Gibbs in New Orleans would be pretty pretty decent. But I'd rather him not go there because there's no quarterback yet. Maybe they sign Derek Carr. Who knows? Cincinnati's a yeah, great spot. Peyton loves, Peyton loves like a – I compare uh, Gibbs to Kamara. Of course. And Peyton loves him. Peyton loves them kind of guys. I, I feel like he's going to draft them. He, I mean, he could, he could, and uh, and we're going to be like I said, devastated on in one sense and and worried for Gibbs and Javante. But but I think Gibbs and Buffalo would be great. That would be a great spot. Um, Baltimore, I don't think I think it's too early to consider Gibbs at twenty two, but they would want him. But I don't know that they would take him there. Kansas City could step in and take Gibbs. And then we're not going to know what to do on that. We're going to be like halfway excited, halfway like scared to death that it's just going to be like every other time they screw a, a player up because of, they just spread the ball around. And but you know, I mean, Clyde was Clyde was drafted in the last pick in the first round, and they didn't use him. So I don't think we yeah, want a running back going to KC. I, I you know a late running back maybe like a, a Kendra Miller, and then like maybe he. I'd rather him go to a place where he could start, but I'm just saying if we're going to pick a running back in, in my top five for the rookie running backs, at least make it one of the late, late ones like Bigsby or Kendra Miller, and maybe they're they're a good stash and hold, but I don't want any of the big-name guys going to KC. I don't want them going to Denver. I don't want them going to any place with a crowded backfield. I got you. Hey, are you going to draft tonight? We're going to draft tonight. Yes, sir. Over. All right, buddy. Uh, I appreciate you. I draw one to know. Roger, we appreciate you. Over and out, buddy. Call back anytime. All right, later. That's Roger, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We don't know what he's calling in. We don't care. We don't ask questions, and we don't want it to change because that's Roger. We love him just the way he is. Some say he calls on a fax line. Some say he's calling from a, a printer. He's calling from the actual printer, dialing the number, and instead of sending a, a, a print job screenshot over to your boy Smitty, he's dialing into the show on a printer. We don't know. We don't care. We don't ask questions, and we don't want it to change. Ron Navy, I got to leave. Any any final thoughts? Yeah, you know, Roger's calling from the moon. Don't you know he works on the moon waiting to receive all those great players that are going to the moon. True. That's true. what Roger's calling. True. Roger's on his way to, he's in outer space. That's why that connection is bad. One small for Roger, one giant leap for moon men. <laughs> <laughs> or a submarine, maybe. Yeah. He's, taking the, he's taking care of the That'd be funny if, like, it's not Roger's phone, that's just his voice. Like, when we, we see him in person, I'm like, hey, Roger, what's up, man? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ron, any final thoughts? Nope. I'm good. All right. Later, pal. Appreciate you. Later. Ron Navy, ladies and gentlemen, the top super chatter of the uh, a lifetime in a single super chat and also the biggest super chatter of the year so far. Who's going to knock off Ron Navy? He's dropped a 150 watt on screen. Uh, appreciate everybody that's dropping super chats, keeping the lights on here at the fantasy football show. Never expected, always appreciated. But Ron Navy is current the leader, the current leader in a single super chat lifetime and single super chat of 2023 thus far. I appreciate every single one of you that's called in, left a comment. Um, 
everything. And I think I got a couple uh, messages here real quickly. Let me see if anybody dropped any voice messages for the show. Tristan, I, I think you called in with yours. Yours wouldn't play. So I apologize that I didn't get to play it on, on, on the show here. But you called in. I think you took care of it. Um, I'll see you all tonight. I'm going live to do live drafting. Uh, that link has been dropped. We're gonna we're gonna go on over to Underdog Fantasy using promo code Smitty. The link is in the live chat. The link is in the description. If you're watching the replay, please click the link and sign up using code Smitty, which the link will insert code Smitty for you. It's easy that way. Sign up minimum ten dollar deposit. In the drafts, are, they cost ten dollars, or there's a three dollar little board. But these are live drafts with the rookies included. So if you deposit ten bucks, they'll give you ten bucks. If you deposit fifty, they'll give you fifty on your first deposit, all the way up to a hundred dollar for dollar. So let's just say you want to deposit the minimum ten bucks. That means they give you ten, and you'll be able to draft in two different drafts, best ball, no lineups, no waivers. You draft and you're done, and you wait until the end of the year to see if your strategy got you the best lineup that you could get optimal lineup being set for you each week like you draft three or four quarterbacks and then the best quarterback starts each week and the others don't score points for you it's the number one score in the lineup for your entire team being decided based on the the overall scoring each week it's so fun it's hands-free there's no hassle you just check and see if you won uh and the prizes there's over a million in prizes it's absolutely phenomenal i'll see you all tonight the link is in the in the live chat please get signed up ahead of time or you won't get in if you don't go and sign up now i'll see you all later appreciate you all i work for you Also, also get on over to, if you want year-round rankings, bold predictions, my one-on-one text advice, you want to buy a, uh, a one 10-minute phone call, 15-minute phone call, go over to thefantasyfootballshow.com uh, and, and check out my products. All my stuff is over at thefantasyfootballshow.com, bold predictions, trade calculators, year-round rankings, super rookie rankings, which are the sophomores and rookies only, uh, the the rookie rankings, the top 200 redraft, the top 200 dynasty, the dynasty cheat sheet, the, the redraft cheat sheet, auction dollars attached to every single player on my rankings because I think it's important to support auction dollars and people. And even if, let's say, you don't play in an auction, the auction dollars are really great to let you know the, the distance between two players. Because if I have two players neck and neck and one's at $44 and one's at 41 it's a significant difference between a player that's below that that's 40-40. So 44, 41, and 40, you get a sense of the, the disparity between the three players ranked you know right on top of each other. Get on over and check it out. Appreciate you all. Yep, hot uh copy that, Roger. Over and out. Roger, see you later. That's a copy, Frank. Copy Frank. Roger that, D Town. Roger that. Mix into planet Uranus. Roger, don't apologize. Hold on. I don't know what makes, I don't know what nerve you have, Roger, apologizing for your phone. 
You call up on a clear line one of these days, I'm hanging up on you. You hear me? Roger, don't ever apologize for your, your printer or your fax machine or whatever you're calling in on. A CB radio that you've rigged. You apologize from that. We're hanging up on you. Hot mic. Over. See you all later tonight, midnight Eastern or a little bit after. Over.